1: Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show
3: where the Bros are fans. Hey okay,
0: everybody, it's me, Mickey Mouse. Hey, you want to come inside my clubhouse? Wow! Well, all right, let's go.
3: Oh, I almost forgot. And welcome, Internet, to another episode of what? Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben-Hameen, aka the Anti Trife Equation, aka Arsenio Holodeck, aka the Captain Kirk of hip hop, aka, I think I'm out of them right now, so <laughs> I'm going to keep it moving because this is Fan Bros. Show, like I said before. The voice of the urban geek, aka the multicultural maestros, and as always, I'm joined by
2: Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the of the Spaceship, the Black Russian, the Black Rogue, Sean Jean, Luke Picard, the Black Widow Maker, Chance, the Parappa, and Beretta Scott King.
3: First off the bat is the Oscars. You know, the nominations were released this week, and it was you know a bit of a change from last year, shall we say?
2: Yeah, it's a bit of a change, but. We still got a ways to go.
3: Yeah, to say the least. To say the least. Uh, How did y'all feel about it, though?
2: I mean, I was pleased with the fact that there were, what, three or four actresses of colors in in, in one category? uh, Is that um, Best Actress category? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And hopefully this is Viola's time because she's long overdue, long overdue for an actress. But, oh, she's in the Best Supporting Actress category. So it's Viola Davis, Naomi Harris... Uh, for Moonlight, uh, Viola for Fences, obviously, Nicole Kidman, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. Um, and then in Best Actress, you have Isabel Hubbard Ruth Negga, Emma Stone, Natalie Portman, and Meryl Streep. Meryl is, like, legendary, so I feel like she's always in this category every year, no matter what. So I would really like, at least in the Best Supporting Actress area, if Viola gets it. Because, like, she, like, this, I just feel like this is, is one, it's overdue, and two, this is destined for this year for it to be for her.
3: Mm, that That's going to be interesting. I mean, I would, I would like it myself, but I don't know if destiny is going to really play a part because, you know... There's always somebody who can sneak in these years, and there's a lot of nominations for you know La La land for some reason or another well, La La land are... ain't
2: in the best supporting actress category when someone from there <laughs> isn't in there so. <laughs>
3: Well, that's good to hear because otherwise, you know, I I definitely have a fear that La La Land is going to sweep the awards and leave a lot of other movies, you know, out of it. Oh, but yeah, for sure. I I shout out, as always, uh, Mahashala Ali, because he came up this year. I saw a tweet earlier there talking about my man got like 40 different awards or nominations this year. Yeah, like, I love him, love, yeah. love, love him. Yeah, I mean, he just had a miraculous year, you know, from Luke Cage to Moonlight to everything he's doing, so. Shout out to him. Shout out to everybody nominated. Also, you know, big shout outs to um, April Rain because mm-hmm. I saw her name pop up a lot, as always, because she's the creator of the Ostra So White hashtag. Yep. People were like, you know, giving her interviews. A lot of people were trying to say that Ostra So White is over be- just because you had, you know, a few more brown people this year. And she was quickly letting people know that, you know, Ostra So White isn't just about black people. It's about every people, you know, and just representation in the industry. And, like, we always talk about inclusion being revolution. And if you just have all these different things, you know, you make the money. Hollywood should know that by now, but they continue to want to...
2: Not, not only that. Reality. Not only that. If this is not your... If you did not create the movement, you do not get to say when it's over. One. Two, mm. just because you get a handful of black people in a, one category means that okay racism is over or okay the the obvious pushback against people of color in Hollywood is over that means none of that is true you still see an immense immense pushback against people in many different facets of of Hollywood no, let alone actors or actresses like just everything when it comes to production when it comes to direction when it comes to cinematography like we we have a huge long way to go and even having the ability to tell the story in the first place, having the funding, the huge part, to tell your story or put your film out or put your animation out. That's one of the biggest hurdles that is often not even be able to be cleared by people of color due to a variety of things. And so when people say dumb shit like, oh, Oscar's not so white or Oscar's so white is over, you sound stupid as fuck. That's all I got to say about that.
3: Tell them how you really feel though. I mean... You know, I'm also the thing that, you know, we need our own award show. Shout outs to the For All Nerds Awards and everybody participated in that. But I also think that, you know, it's good to get recognition from the industry because that leads to more money, more jobs, more everything. You know, like when you win Best Actor, you know, your jobs are lined up after that. So it's, you know, things like that. Best Actress, you know, Best Director. Shout outs to Bradford Young, you know, a Fan Show guest also, you know. H.U. Homie, one of my best friends at Mm H.U., you know, he's nominated for Arrival this year, which was also nominated for Best Picture, which is really dope because it's a size fi film. And also, to me, one of the best pictures I saw this year. So, you know, shout outs to Bradford. The director was also nominated for Best Direction. But, you know. Best Cinematography. uh, Yes. A black man to be nominated for Best Cinematography is a big deal. You know, that's a behind the scenes and something that is integral to filmmaking. So it's really dope to see him get that look. So also this week, I mean, you know, it has been an insane week, you know, in many ways, because this is the first week that we're dealing with, you know, uh, Donald in the office. And also this weekend, you know, was his inauguration, which was sparsely attended (laughs) and not nearly as well attended as the Women's March, which took place around the world. And it was basically... Women around the world in millions and millions. I mean, just people around the world in millions and millions, like, gathered up. And one thing I just want to talk about is how there was just really dope to see all the, like, geek influence, the fan bros-type influence going on at, you know, all these marches. We posted a couple on our IG with the uh, uh, Wonder Woman punching Trump out. And, you know, just a lot of things like that I saw after uh, Melissa Benoit from – um supergirl she was out there it was just really dope to see that Mm -hmm. so tatiana what did you think about the women's march
2: uh i was actually conflicted by it like i was (laughs) like (laughs) from I, i mean hey you want the truth here it is so i was extremely extremely happy with just the overall goal of women being the catalyst for change women being the catalyst for the voices of change and the voices of resistance. If you will, women started this movement and then pretty much everyone, as you said, millions of people got on board, people in general got on board. It was women focused. That's great. Yada, yada. What conflicted me, however, was the fact that there were a lot of, maybe too many instances of white women being centered in the in the movement now, obviously there were people of color who were placed as "quote unquote" the face of the 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 woman march, but there were a lot of questionable things going on. Yeah, surprise, but there were a lot of questionable things going on. Like I, I was reading a lot of accounts of people at the march and person, and just for full disclosure, I was not at the march. I was actually at a funeral, so wasn't there. But when. I was reading these accounts of of the women that were out there. People, women of color. So we're talking about indigenous peoples. We're talking about black women. We're talking about uh, Asian women. Like all of that. It was still like so much white supremacy and white privilege going on. White women again making themselves the center of the story. White women not being inclusive. White women acting funny when they would see signs like. 53% of white women voted for Trump, you were just telling the truth. Like, never forget that. Never forget that. So, I mean, it was just so many different uh, things that I've read and were told about all the foolishness going on at this march that was supposedly supposed to bring everybody together. And I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised because it's just like when we get on these huge, when they get on these huge platforms, it's like all of a sudden... We get relegated to the bad side. It's like we'll sit there and we'll we'll help you. We'll we meaning people of color, or p- particularly black women. We'll help. We'll sit there and we'll help you. We'll sit there and 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 contribute and get help you get to where you need to be. But the minute we look at you like, okay, where's the reciprocation? It's not there. And it was very apparent in many cases uh, during the women's march. So there's more to it, but the, the, but I was I was fairly conflicted about it. But that being said, I I'm really I'm really happy it happened and I, and I'm really pleased that it, it overall had a positive effect. I just hope that those white women or, or and the first time people who've never demonstrated before in their life that they continue and this is not just the weekend demonstration and then they're done with it. Like everything's still going on. Homeboy is still whatever he is i don't i don't see him as a president but he's whoever he is and he's still going to affect the world negatively so we need to get it together
3: yeah i really don't know how to follow that so i think we're just gonna take a quick break right here and we'll be right back with more fan bros This is DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spock. This is Jojo from Trendsetters. You know what it is, it's your boy Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Not a Brahma.
1: Hey, yo, 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 this is Farrell Munch. Oh,
3: hey,
2: this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Jane Gray.
1: What's up, this is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York. This is Juno Diaz. Hey, yo, 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 what up? This Prodigy from the
3: infamous Mob Deep, man, the I C. you know what I'm saying? This is Anthony Frazier from the Fat
1: Startup. This is Axel Alonso. Editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics.
2: Yo, this is Carly Hustle, and when I'm not taking over the world, I'm listening to Fambros.com.
3: Welcome back, Internets. I hope you've been enjoying this episode as much as Tatiana King and myself have been. We are here on Fan Show, the voice of the urban geek, the multicultural maestros. I, I meant to do this earlier. The people have been talking about our, um, Avi, and how, Avi, did I say that right? You know, Avi. Yeah,
2: Avi, Avatar, yeah, whatever.
3: Avatar, and, you know, we, we were talking about what we are going to change when Obama left. But I got to give a big shout out to Janisha, who hit us up. I probably mm-hmm. butchered her name just now. And Janicia, yeah, there we go. Oh, I'm butchering, butchering. <laughs> um, you know, she was like, no, because even though Obama has left the office, he will forever be the multicultural maestro in chief.
1: Absolutely,
2: so,
3: yes. You know, plus,
2: plus, I'm not going to contribute to the rampant erasure going on right now. So
3: mm, let's yeah. keep him up there. Mm, yeah, shout out to Jay Z and Beyonce, boy. There was definitely some erasure going on there. Right. Other things, you know, we got to talk Oof. about that were going on in Twitter today, man. It was a hot day. It, it was it
2: was, it was kind of, you know,
3: hot out there in these, in these Twitter internet streets what, these days.
2: What day is not hot on Twitter?
3: This is true. This is very, <laughs> very true. It's just well, hot for some people some days and then hotter for other people other days.
2: Exactly.
3: Yes. And today it was a bit hot for your boy, DJ Ben-Hameen. As you know, I was making some jokes this morning. You know, those are jokes, you know. I was sitting here, you know, as always, I'm always a very sarcastic individual on Twitter. And I was, you know, talking about our label mate our, you know, loudspeakers network affiliate, Charlamagne the God, and how he had Chris Set Michelle on the show and he was calling her out, you know, but for the same things for wanting to meet the racist while, you know, he met with racists. And so, you know, it got a lot of traction and I really didn't expect all that. You know, I'll just, you know, I'm always saying some insane shit on Twitter. You know, that's my problem. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do do that. And so, you know, it got back to our boy and he hit me up. And, you know, I had to call Charlemagne up and we, you know, talked it out like men. And that's something that, you know, I've been saying. And that's so uh, even before I made the tweet, I really thought about it because I really don't want to be beefing with other black men in 2017. Like, mm. the issues we are facing are much larger than, you know, beefing with uh, each other. Just because we disagree with something they said or did, you know, and we have to move past that. And he also made a point to me, you know, he said, I can't remember who he said he was talking to, but he said they were always talking about how, you know, he was talking about it's like a dog fight, like between, you know, brothers and sisters. Sometimes it's like we just attack each other when, you know, we're all dogs in the pit, you know, and we all face the same issues, but we attack each other sometimes just because we disagree with what somebody said. And also, that yeah, you, but yeah. Uh,
2: but they gotta Go also. There's a difference yeah. between attacking and just pure disagreement. Like mm-hmm. we all can disagree with each other, and all yes. whether it's a passionate disagreement or not, as long as it's mm-hmm. not in a disrespect area, yeah. you can have that disagreement. And I think it shows to your character, to your level of expertise, to to your maturity that you can disagree with someone, maybe even on a fundamental level, but be able to have the conversation. So. That's the only thing I want to sh- put in as a caveat. Like, just because we, like you said, the brothers and sisters, we may argue with each other. That don't mean it's hate involved. That don't necessarily mean we're dog fighting if, if, as you said. Like, it's not always like that. I just want to yeah. put that out
3: there. But that's something that the internet loves to do is to blow up things. And they look for, it's like sharks who look for blood in the water. And they just want beef right away. You know, they're like, oh, you said something. that has got to be beef, right? You're beefing with mm. this guy. And I'm like, no, I just made a joke. You know, you all took it to another level. A lot of people were retweeting it, you know, saying this or that and adding him and just saying a lot of things that I wasn't even saying. And I'm like, that's really unnecessary. And like I said, that's why, you know, we talked it out like men, you know, whenever I have a disagreement with someone, I like to really talk to them because it's, a you know, people say things on the Internet, but it's a different thing when you talk to people. And so I always like to talk to people. And so, you know, shout out to Charlemagne. We're going to have him on the show soon, you know. All right. So is the
2: is the non beef over? Is the non oh, beef beef over? Yeah,
3: it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was never one to begin with, but it's definitely over. You know, it was never one to begin with. Shout out to the brilliant idiots, you know, Andrew Saltz, you know, Charlemagne the God, no. all that stuff.
2: You know, it's like- shout out <laughs> to Charlemagne. <laughs> oh, <No>, shout out <laughs> to Charlemagne. I mean.
3: But it's what it is. You know, like you said, if you disagree nah. with someone, it doesn't mean you're hating. And it definitely doesn't mean you're beefing with anyone. Just to answer that question. And speaking of that, you know, it's time to answer some more questions. The walk extra. And, yes, as always, make sure you send in your questions to contact at fanbros.com. You can also hit us on Twitter at Fan Bros Show or on the Instagram, which is popping these days. If you're not following Fan Bros Show on Instagram right now, it is going down. You need to be on that at Fan Bros Show. Of course, the YouTube, you know, you can leave a comment even there. We might have to start doing some video walks in a second, Tatiana.
2: Yes, I'm all for you that. Know?
3: I think we might need to do that. So, you know, hit us up on YouTube at FanBros TV. You know, subscribe and follow, all that good stuff. And what we got up first, Tatiana?
2: First up is from Music Man 88 They write, mm-hmm. Why are people mad that Deadpool and Civil War didn't get nominated, but Suicide Squad did?
3: Because people are haters. You know? <laughs> like, <What? laughs> you just said not everybody's a hater. You <laughs> I, and turn around
2: and said, people are haters. Oh, oh, okay, chimp. Okay, Donald <laughs> chimp. I hear you,
3: aka Mr. Hypocrite. I mean, shit.
2: (laughs) No, not because people are haters.
3: Listen, hold up, somebody. somebody (laughs) hit me yesterday because I said something, and they were like, "Yo, um, I I, I just want to know for myself how fast does that pedal go when you bat on you bat pedal on (laughs) it." They're like, I've never had one of those bikes myself. So they're like, how does the pedals work when you go over first? Yo, off? they played you
2: like that, son? Damn. Yo,
3: shout out to my man Odin on Xbox Live, man. Yo, he crushed me. I can't even. Damn. He
2: flamed you. Damn. I mean, crushed
3: my heart and soul. Like, it was terrible. Well,
2: well back to the guac question. No, I don't yes. think it's haters. <laughs> In fact, specifically, the nomination was for the Oscars. We just spoke about the Oscars at the top of the show. Suicide Squad got nominated for a technical Oscar, like Best Makeup or Best Hair or something like that. You guys can correct me later. I don't really care. But (laughs) (laughs) it's more than just hating. The fact that Suicide Squad, I personally feel like both Deadpool and Civil War, in in terms of, of being better, were better than Suicide Squad. And pretty much almost every different category you can name. I, was it the costuming and things like that? Cool in Suicide Squad? Yeah, I guess. But I feel like it was even better in Civil War. It was better in Deadpool. So I, again, I, I get it. I get it. I don't think it's a hater thing. I just think that peop, some people rightfully to me believe that there were better contenders for that. So, and-, and when you think about the Oscars, they're supposed to be very particular and very picky and choosy about certain things. So it was very strange that Susan Squad was even in the conversation in the first place. No, yeah to me <laughs> jesus so, yeah <laughs> I, I, it, it's, okay it's not b, uh, and, and, and again it's not b late. Versus, i'm sorry <laughs> i know it hit you late it's not b versus s at all because like i said like suicide squad was entertaining at points but like i just don't think it's <laughs> of the caliber maybe the yes the hair and the makeup sure that may be oscar quality but the movie nah so it's just like how'd you even get in there in the first fucking place
3: I mean that flip when she first turns to Enchantress was incredible and still one of my favorite Yeah, the
2: first yeah, that yeah. flip was like if the rest of the movie was just that fucking intriguing and made that yeah. much sense, it would have been an even better movie. That flip was to me the movie, and then they could have just ended the movie there because it, the rest didn't matter.
3: No, the funniest shit about this whole controversy, I mean, not controversy, is the fact that just a couple of days ago, the director of Suicide Squad had a long letter where he was like, yo, I yep. admit, yep. this movie could have been a lot better. And my favorite part yep. about it was when he was like, when you try and please everybody or something, sometimes you come
2: out with vanilla. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what, I mean, we, we just got some dumb ass shit. That's what we did. Like I said, it's nowhere near B versus S levels and I don't give a fuck if you were a B versus S fan. I hated that fucking movie.
3: Yeah, but it's, it was, still, it's still a way better movie than Suicide Squad, I have to say. I would give it that. Like, Oh, you
2: say that? Oh. Yeah,
3: I do. B, I think oh. so. Yeah. Directed, you know, yeah, everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, yeah I, I disagree, my sister. I that's do.
2: cool. Everybody's entitled to their opinion.
3: I know, even when they're wrong sometimes, you know? Batman versus Oh, shit. <laughs> there's all the awards. But anyway,
2: like I said, back to the question why are people mad? I mean, I I, I, as as what I, I believe it is what I just said, that people feel like it's not even of a caliber to even be included in the Oscar conversation. So to be not made for anything, they, they're mad about it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? Yeah, no, I think that. But you just I think hope, advice haters?
3: No, I just think that also that people hate because it's the whole DC and Marvel thing. And they're mad that Marvel didn't get a look while DC did.
2: You really think people? Okay, well, yeah, people are petty to the internet, but
3: super petty.
2: But I mean, you mm, super. <laughs> it's just that, like, from a cinema perspective, DC is so such an infant, really, when it comes to but a lot maturity. of people feel that
3: way. See, a
2: lot of people really.
3: You know, I'm like, not
2: talking about the breadth of all of DC movies ever made, or like I'm talking about the the, the most recent uh, history. Of these huge superhero cinematic feats and within the last okay five years maybe like what does dc have on top of marvel i'm telling you film wise of,
3: a lot of people disagree like you know vehemently like seriously you i mean no look no but, but, but i get the like, disagreement
2: like, i get the disagreement but like regardless of whether you're a fan or not if you look at just the last just the, i'm not talking about the whole body work. just the five years body of, of film work for marvel and dc who comes to me from a logical standpoint what do you see you don't see an equal playing field whatsoever mm. at all so that's why i'm that's the way i'm thinking about it see,
3: a lot of people disagree because a lot of people love man of steel a lot of people love batman versus superman yeah
2: i'll say i like man of steel you hated it i still like it i still like it parts of it it, it it's, no, i liked i liked it as a whole you yeah. did not fuck with the movie as a whole i think Uh, But see, now
3: I'm growing to appreciate both of them on a different level because I think Man of Steel suffers from the same problems that Batman versus Superman suffers from. And because of that, I love them both for a whole different reason now because they're just like, you know, super entertaining. They're like high camp films now to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever helps you sleep at night, you know what I mean? But that's your answer or non-answer, Music Man 88. Mm -hmm. The next question we have... (laughs) <laughs> is it wrong to punch a nazi is nick spencer correct
3: i
1: <laughs> mm. mm. don't know
3: nick spencer is the author of captain america both of the books right now he writes the captain america steve rogers and captain america sam wilson and he is the one who turned captain america into a hydra agent basically to stand in for nazis for marvel which caused huge amounts of controversy already because the creators of Captain America are both two Jewish people who fought, I mean, Jack Kirby himself fought Nazis. So it was mm-hmm. like, you know, in the war. So it's serious to him. I mean, to you know, to his estate, especially he already passed, you know, and he's one of the, I mean, it's Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. So it's like, what are you talking about? And so a lot of people were upset 7 him already, But he recently came out on Twitter and, you know, denounced the whole attack on Richard Spencer. They're not related, in case you were wondering. And, you know, just basically said that, you know, you have free speech in this country. And what are we going to devolve to if we just start attacking people because they say something that we don't agree with? But Captain America punches Nazis all the time. It's a common comic book trope to use Nazis as villains, and they get punched Constantly, they get attacked, killed. Captain America used to shoot, murder, bomb, whatever you know, Nazis. He also used to call you know Japanese people yellow Jap, yellow. Oh, yeah. So there is. Don't repeat that. Yeah, there is. You know, some parts to it that you know it. You have to take it hand in hand with that.
2: Um, my long answer is, it is fucking okay to punch a Nazi.
3: Yeah, that's my short answer too. My
2: short answer is, do it
3: do it do there it. you go yeah
2: there's no equivocation for me whatsoever <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just what it is
3: I have to say I just really disagree with Nick Spencer on this one I believe that we do live in a free country but I believe if you say something you know you people have a right to react and people also have a right to suffer the consequences of those actions just like you have a right to suffer the consequences of opening your mouth in the first place that is what freedom really means and it's like you know, you had to deal with one or, and you had to deal with both at the same time. You know, freedom isn't just, you know, you, the freedom of speech doesn't absolve you from the freedom of someone reacting to your freedom of speech.
2: Freedom of speech doesn't absolve you of responsibility.
3: Yeah, that too, and it might as well be. You, and and this is a person who has called for the, you know, has, I mean, whether he wrote it or not, he pr- published it on his website. You know, the extermination of the black race. So wow. Yeah, I mean, this is a man wow. who, when Trump won, was quoted as saying, this is a white man's country now.
2: Yeah, well, I don't need to know his his, his back history. You're a Nazi, you're getting punched. That's, that's all it is for me. Uh, I Yes, I cond- I condone Nazi punching. Yes, I condone Nazi violence, violence against Nazis. I condone all of that. You can quote me. You can save this for later. You can get in the Library of Congress if you want. I don't give a shit. I'm not changing my mind. I said what I said. All right. Next question is from, on Twitter, emm4melody. They write, have you guys heard about the X-Men pilot, the TV pilot? Who would you cast as the main characters? And should it be like the animated series in terms of age? Or should they go with a younger X-Men, like the first class movie?
3: Well, the plot of the new X-Men, I'm... uh... TV show that's coming out. It's actually being produced. Or, it's going to be di- the first episode will be directed by everyone's favorite Brian Singer, but it's being produced yeah. by, what is his name again? Uh, Matt Nix. And the plot of the series is that it's going to be a, co- a young mutant who her parents find out that she's a mutant and they're basically on the runaway until they basically run into the X-Men or you know an X-Men type thing and join up with them. So, as far as who I would cast in that...
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Hmm.
2: Or do you want to hear what, what they have? This they, they actually gave a casting list themselves. Do you want to hear their casting? Most definitely. All right. So, as Cyclops, they have Garrett Hedlund. For Jubilee, they have Brenda Song. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. For Jean, Holland Roden. For Psylocke, Mina Noji. As Angel, uh, Cord Overstreet... As, Sto- as Storm, Amanda Stenberg. Okay. Emma Frost, Diana Agron. Mystique, Shay Mitchell. Charles Xavier, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Okay. Harry Potter. <laughs> I didn't think of that one. Magneto, Shia LaBeouf. As Nightcrawler, Sebastian Erzendowski. And the last two as Beast, Ryan Guzman. And as Rogue, Dakota Fanning.
3: Dakota Fanning.
2: That's what they wrote
3: as rogue.
2: You got to think about it though. Like, I mean, I, I haven't even thought about who my casting would be.
3: Nah, no, nah, nah, B. nah Dakota. <laughs> nah, nah. I, so I'm, maybe I'm
2: using that's, that that's a, as your that's inspiration a show for me,
3: dog. Yeah, no that. That's... <laughs> A no from
2: me, dog. <laughs> no. So I mean, using that, you're just like, Is there someone man, I had
3: to you? Google her again just to remember? Like, yeah. no and no. That's a big no for me, dog. Like, I I could see Dakota Fanning being uh magic from the New Mutants. Even maybe. Perhaps. perhaps. This is
2: a great question for Ty the Robot. He yes. is an X Men fan and a Jubilee fan, particularly. So he would definitely have some good casting choices. I didn't
3: know Miss uh, Song was, but I just googled her, and she's a Taekwondo. Pre- practitioner in addition to everything else and so yeah I, yeah
2: you yeah. you yeah no I, th- I think she would be dope
3: yeah no she would definitely be dope for that I was thinking about the shorty I don't know her name um she was and she I'm not sure if she'd be a little too old for now she was really young though and I thought of saw on something recently the young woman from um Rushmore who played the. uh, uh dude's girlfriend but i cannot i have no idea what i don't i
2: name. haven't seen rushmore so i don't know oh, who you're talking man, about.
3: excellent film and she's really really good in it and i saw her in something else the other night i can't remember but you know that's one of those ones that everyone will correct me uh, for. olivia williams might be young asian woman I, no. I mean, I, no
2: well no. oh sarah tanaka
3: there we go yes thank you she
2: played margaret yang
3: yep yeah, okay. Tanaka. Yeah, really dope. Really dope. And I saw her in something else in that, and she still looks about the same. So she could pull off a jubilee if need be. Oh, man. Rogue is always someone I have no idea. This is a hard question for me. Not right. because I'm not a huge S-Men fan, but it's just hard for me to name people off the top. And especially... Gonna, right, me too. You're going to need a lot of young actors and actresses you know for this like this...
2: well well answer can you answer the second part of the question or where it's like do you would you rather it be more like an anime series in terms of age or would you rather they be younger
3: well, what would it, i would definitely rather this i would hope this is somewhere in the teen years like i would hope but the thing is they're already doing a new mutants movie right now so but they really don't need that so i i think it might be one of those cases where it's like you know, a young person who runs into the older X-Men type people. So. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it should be one of those cases, but I don't think they're going to do new mutants. So there's no need for them to do a new mutants type thing. Cause they already got the movies on the way.
2: Right. I was just about to say that they'd already got that in the bag. So it yeah, is what it is. And
3: I'm really looking forward to that. So. Yeah, I would say, I would hope that, like, you know, the, like I said, the description of the story so far seems to be that it's the parents who find out that, that their child is a mutant, and they're forced to run away because, you know, there's, like, mutant, anti-mutant people hunting them down, and they run into what they describe as, like, a paramilitary-type group, you know, of mutants. So, something like X-Men or X-Force, even. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Other than Brian Singer directing. I mean, but he's only doing the first episode. That's. He, yeah.
2: Oh, it's just the first episode? Okay, yeah. like, I don't trust that dude at all.
3: Yeah, not at, at all. all. At all. all and right. the last
2: the last yeah, question yeah. is, uh, it's a very, very good question, actually. How do you self-care in this toxic environment?
3: Mm, man, that is a real question. Shout-outs to whoever sent that in, you know. And I don't know, like, I'm telling you, it has been rough lately. Like, this has been a rough week. You know, I've been making jokes, you know, just clowning, you know, at the same time, staying as aware as possible. But shout out to my boy, Prezi the Kid, who talked about how you have to just like disconnect sometimes and, you know, go on and live your life. Because, right. you you know, you just can't, you had to be aware, but you can't take all this in. But at the same time, and to go back to my convo with See the God, that's something else we, I was talking about to him is that, we've never seen anything like this and you know i'm really just sick and tired of people comparing you know trump you know to hillary to anyone because there's no one like this you know there's no administration in american history so far who's acted this way and so it's very difficult and especially for i know for women for minorities for you know gays lesbians for anyone who stands out from the norm it's very difficult right now because you already are used to dealing with the nonsense and now the nonsense has been turned up to a million Mm -hmm. so you know i just say you know take time for yourself you know do whatever brings you happiness you know step away from the internet that is something that it's very difficult to do and a lot of people you know are addicted to their phones and to being in touch constantly but sometimes you try to step away from that constant feed of news and information.
2: Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. You got you to gotta take some Internet breaks here and there. Um, another way is when you're not taking Internet breaks, you should be listening to Fan Bros. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yep.
1: laughs>
2: because as you can hear, we're always talking about when wh- we're not arguing about DC and Marvel and everything else we are talking about ways to improve your life. We are talking about upliftment. We are talking about intersectionality. We are talking about inclusion. Inclusion is revolution. So I think not just listening to families, but surrounding yourself in love, surrounding yourself with people, like-minded people that can help you through this path, people who you can talk to, uh, reflect on. If you don't have a particular person you can speak to, then write about it, reflect with yourself, reflect on your own words. There there are a multitude of tools and other things you can use. And feel free to tweet me if you want to know the names of any of these things like apps and things like that. But there are a number of things you can do to help balance your life in this really tumultuous environment that we're in right now, because it's, incredibly difficult to live through. And it's also incredibly difficult, especially for me to, to see people that I love people that I respect go through it as well. And, and being targeted, it's, it's insane. So that being said, I, we understand, and we are here for you and definitely speak, reach out, find support, your support systems, create your support systems. And, Just stay with us. Stay with us. We love you.
3: Yeah. And speaking on that note about being here for you, it's like that's another thing I would say to do is to create. Because that's something that, Mm, you know, in like the darkest times, you know, art has always, you know, like reflected these times and brought hope to these times and brought strength to the people. And, you know, just does something that needs to be done, basically. And for yourself, just to create, it just brings relief. It brings energy. It brings hope. Just a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, that it just brings solid. I mean, not solitude, but it does give you the time to yourself to go into yourself, to you know, bring peace to yourself. Even if something as simple as like coloring in one of those um the color coloring books, books. Yeah. yeah, the adult coloring books, Some drinks is dope as hell, y'all. Like anything, <laughs> like you know, playing some games, like you know, rocking on some video games, you know, like. Get music,
2: playing music. Yes,
3: playing music. Creating music. Yeah, creating music. Get on garage band. You know, make a beat. You know, just do something that just brings you relief. And, you know, creation is always a good thing to do. And I just, you know, stress that because that's like even as we're recording this show, it brings me joy every week to be here, you know, to get the response from everyone, to the listeners, to talking to people on Twitter. You know, everything that comes out of this creation of this show every week brings me joy. And so I know that when people do things like this that they love, it will bring joy to them. And, you know, that's more of what we need in this life right now is joy and happiness. So
1: definitely Absolutely, just create,
3: man. you know. And, you know, send us questions as always, you know. at I mean, contact at Fanbros.com. Hit us on the Twitter at Fanbros Show. And we'll be right back after this to break this up or no, I didn't mean it. Like No, that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. Ayo, internet, it's Kim Sonian, the ghost producer of The Fan Bros Show, right here with my man Don Will. Yup. And we need you to rate, subscribe, and comment on our iTunes page, our SoundCloud page, and of course, check out FanBros.com. For what, Don Will? What do they need to check out?
1: For all the hottest updates in geek culture. What? I over-enunciated for diction and clarity. Bang.
3: Welcome back, Internet, to this incredible, stupendous, amazing episode of FanBro's show. You know, you might have to call this the self help, self care episode, even though all of our episodes involve self-help, Sarah Kel, self help, mm-hmm. self care. Here we sell. Self care? Yeah, because, you know, it, the game is to be sold, not to be told, baby. And I definitely wow. can't tell anything. Nice flip. Nice flip. You know, you like that. You know, <laughs> gotta stay on your toes. Gotta be quick with it, folks. If you're gonna uh, be man. on the spaceship. Because I know Tatiana King is always quick with it when it comes to
2: tech
0: talk with Tatiana.
2: You know, I always got the news. I got the goods when it comes to tech. And this week gets on my damn nerves because Facebook themselves are now biting off of Snapchat. So, about... A month ago now, Instagram debuted Instagram Stories, which is basically a rip off of the entire business model of Snapchat. They, if you are not aware of somehow, and you use Instagram, you're actually able to do live, not live video, but you're actually able to record video and and it goes up on your profile and disappears after a day or do less. If you dis- they also
3: have Instagram Live, so you know. yeah,
2: yes, yeah, Instagram Live, but but this yeah. particular thing is about stories specifically. Mm-hmm. So Facebook stories are going to be a thing soon enough. Right now, it's under testing for just Ireland. Very, very random, but it's only in Ireland where they're testing this new feature. And quite literally, it's, it's Snapchat all over again, but this time directly on the Facebook platform. This boggles my mind a bit. Well, it doesn't boggle my mind because I get it. They're going after their like billions of users. At the same time, I'm like, you guys already copied it with Instagram, so, why are you doing this again on Facebook? Um, yeah, Facebook is a mobile platform. I, I just feel like Instagram is more so of a mobile platform. To me, it's because Instagram centers on photos and videos, it's more conducive for things like stories. For Facebook to be like, okay, uh, Facebook proper anyway, to be like, yeah, we did it on our property of IG. Let's do it again on Facebook. Like, it's just, I just feel like they're doing too much. I don't. And maybe also because I'm not a big Facebook user anyway. I, I'm just, like, irritated. What do you think about this, Ben?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't really give an ish, really. You know, it's like, if you got something smart, copy it. Like, you know, of course, people are going to flip it and bounce it their own little way. And, you know, it's but like... But it's like,
2: how many times you're going to copy your... I mean, it's Facebook owns Instagram. They did it already.
3: I know. But it's like, what else are you going to do?
2: Something new? <laughs> Innovate? <laughs> uh, you're a tech company. Innovate. That's kind of... Mm-hmm. What you're supposed to do.
3: Yeah, but, you know, I mean, they're innovating in ways to rule the world right now. They're not worried about little things like that. You know, that's just like, ah, let's just steal that. Nice idea. Thanks, you know.
2: Or, you know, just building on people's lands in Hawaii. But Mm -hmm. that's another... (laughs) That's another story. Um, There is a big announcement happening. uh, When By the time you guys hear this podcast, the announcement would have happened already. But there is a big announcement from Marvel that's happening at 10 a.m. on a 26th Thursday. Ben I mean, what is that announcement? Do you know?
3: I have no clue at all. When I first saw it, I was definitely clueless. I thought it related to their movies or to TV shows in some way. But then I went through the Internet and people were talking about how it related to something with Square en- Enix. Be- Square Enix. Yeah, Square Enix, because they were they also made an announcement on Twitter saying that it's something big tomorrow. So, people so wait,
2: this is video game related potentially, definitely and a Square video game related. Enix. So you saying something to do with Kingdom Hearts, maybe? Wow. I mean, this is, okay. I, I explain the jump. I explain the leap. Disney is a part of that whole Square Enix Kingdom Hearts situation that have course. been for years. Yep. Disney owns Marvel. Yep. We're talking about video games. Yep. So why not?
3: Marvel's never done anything with Square Enix before. Enix right. is mainly known for Kingdom Hearts 3, which I know Tatiana and Ty and multitudes out there have been waiting for forever. That
2: game ain't never coming out. How about that? Like it's mm. it's the new doom. It's never gonna come out. Well like, doom came out. If it
3: the, yeah, um, how many you, years
2: later? Twenty five years I mean, later? How long
3: have you been waiting on Kingdom Hearts already? Ten years? Well, why not? and and and, you know this would be the way to drop the bomb on everyone you know if they're like okay here's a release date here's a finished trailer and we got marvel in it what
2: right and i don't really know if it's just been 10 years i've been just saying that because it's just like it takes forever
3: yeah but if they
2: do if they do this for real i'm i'm that's definitely game blouses
3: Yeah. What's the other joint uh, that came out this year? The the Last Guardian? Yeah. I mean, how long? That was like a damn system ago. That was supposed to come out on PlayStation 3. PlayStation 2, maybe. And it's out and it was dope. So, you know, maybe I mean, I'm telling you, Marvel doesn't play around and Marvel doesn't really make like surprises like this where they're like, yo, watch out. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they usually
2: just drop the news in the the middle of whatever, and then everyone catches on. They don't, like, prepare you for it.
3: Yeah, and, you know, for, like I said, they've never done anything. So, maybe the only other thing that I could see is a brand new game out of nowhere, but that would be, you know, a big push. But we'll see.
2: Well, what if it's, like, Marvel Capcom related?
3: No, because that's already, I mean... Oh,
2: no, but they said for sure it's Square Enix. Okay, Yeah, for
3: sure it's Square Enix, and it's not Capcom related people have said it could be other things you know a few other um random games but i mean i i'm just hoping out for hope for kingdom hearts
2: no, no i think kingdom, kingdom hearts is the most what's the word it's the most logical choice in this to me like what else would square enix be i mean are they gonna they're not gonna announce a marvel character in the next final fantasy game like mm-hmm. nah no nah. so it's got to be that
3: well we'll see what happens you know, you can call us out in the comments as being fools. You know, because by then you'll have heard this. So, what else? Right, we got? but
2: by then we'll know already. Yeah. Also, in video game news, Francis Ford Coppola is doing a Kickstarter Coppola. for a an Apocalypse Now video game. Yes. Wow. So yeah. I I got to tell you, I've never seen Apocalypse Now. Wow. Never, 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 never wow. seen it. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but. Yeah, Francis Ford is assembling a group of game designers to adapt the movie into a video game. Yes, they're doing a Kickstarter to fund it, and they're looking to raise $900,000 before the end of Black History Month.
3: The biggest question is who is going to play Marlon Brando's character, you know, because Marlon Brando is definitely in Apocalypse Now. He's It's a legendary performance, even though he's in only in the movie for like two minutes, and... They I mean the legendary part of it is really the stories that were told on set about how he showed up mad, overweight, and, you know, drunk out of his mind or whatever and Damn. completely uncooperative. You know, fan- there's a whole documentary about the making of Apocalypse Now and as great a movie as Apocalypse Now is the documentary Hearts of Darkness might be even better. It's it, I mean really? it, Yeah, it's it was it was I mean, they shot in Vietnam, you know, there were typhoons, hurricanes, all kind of things. The sets were destroyed. I mean, it just, all kind of drama went into the making of this movie. And it also features a very young Lawrence Fishburne. I think that's his first movie ever is Apocalypse Now. And he's stupid young, like 14, and he's playing a Vietnam soldier because, you know, Vietnam took, you know, soldiers as young as 19, so...
2: Right. And so case, they described the video game project as an immersive psychedelic horror RPG. Which is they that said movie? that Okay, well, they said they didn't want to license out the story as a first-person shooter or a mobile game mm-hmm. because they thought that was too whack, that was too cheesy. They said in this psychedelic horror RPG, it's going to be one where players are going to be forced to make a lot of difficult decisions.
3: Mm. So I, mean, I
2: can only rags. imagine yeah. <laughs> the things they're going to make you do in this game.
3: Yeah, I mean, Marlon, you know, the game, I mean, the movie is about a man being sent to Vietnam to hunt down a colonel who has gone rogue, you know, a U.S. Army colonel who's gone rogue and has been living in Vietnam for a long time. I'm not even sure if the Vietnam War is over at the point in this movie, but this dude is just going crazy and living in this village where he's taken over. And it's just a very dark, psychological Horror film, yeah, and I mean, not horror war horror film, so I'm definitely hyped to see this. They say it's coming in 2018, mm. so, you know, we'll see what happens with it, and the funniest thing about this whole story was I read the quote from Francis Ford where he said that the Godfather video game was a colossal waste of film, and that's so hilarious because there's no film involved in the video game, so it's just like... It's <laughs> <laughs> like the shade wow yeah all right
2: and finally something that we both have been using this past week and mm. i have really enjoyed there is an app called countable which uh, i actually found out from you ben i mean and i think you found out from Cheskali. yep yep so the countable app is basically an app that will help you follow and be more informed about politics specifically when uh your representatives are voting for different issues in your state, in your jurisdiction. What the app does is it alerts you to when certain items based on your input. So based on your interests of things uh, that you want to learn more about or hear about. So whether it's environment related, civil ju- uh, justice, Uh, economics things like that you can you choose the issues that matter most to you and then what it does is it alerts you when a vote is coming up for that particular issue it actually lets you vote yay or nay on that issue you can actually put in comments so you can vote yay or nay and then kind of like how you see in those petition sites you can type in and it just says your first name doesn't give all your information it just gives you or allows them to see your comments and when I say them I mean the actual supposedly the actual representatives because all those votes and all those comments are made available I have to dig into it deeper to see how they do it but it's made available to the representatives so they can actually see what their constituents say or think versus how they're supposedly going to vote on a matter um Ben what were your takes on this app
3: I actually have only used it a little bit. I love the fact that it not only allows you to email people, but it also gives you numbers yeah. to call people because that is...
2: Yeah, yeah. so you can email or call your representative. Um, the app gives you all that information.
3: Yeah, because that's extremely important, especially right now. I mean, it's ridiculously important because even though it might seem hopeless and there's nothing to be done, you have to call these people. More than anything, calls affect them. The people who at their offices have to take your call. They have to give the message to the senator, to the representative from Congress, whatever you want. Anyone, Mm -hmm. council people, anyone you want to call, city council members, anyone you have to call. Because right now, a lot of our representatives, a lot of Democrats who we think, you know, are down with us are folding like a chair, buckling like belts. I mean,
2: they were never with us in the first place. This so. is
3: also true. Your man Cory Booker, you know, everyone has been making a lot of votes for you know Trump's nominees with no, you know, precaution. And Trump keeps um, nominating all kind of people who are nuts. Like he just—I just I don't even think he nominated him, the new chairman of the FCC, which is hugely important to fan bros and to everyone yeah. out there. Is just a, a, a extreme opponent of net neutrality. And, you know, has said in the past he wants to take a bushwhacker to net neutrality, which would murder things like fam bros. You know, any independent voices on the Internet would change the Internet forever if net mm-hmm. neutrality was to be taken away. And we almost had a loss of net neutrality while Obama was in the office.
2: Right. Just last year. Right. Yes.
3: So the fact of the matter is we are facing huge battles right now. So use this app like Countable, you know, just make your voice heard constantly. Remember, we're facing, I mean, not facing, we have, you know, reelections in 2018. Find out who is you know, wherever you live, who is voting for your causes. If they're not, get the ass out of office and call them and let them know that you are going to get their ass out of office if they don't, you know, start listening to what you have to say.
2: Yeah, that's most important. You have to communicate and contact them. I know a lot of people aren't really keen on maybe speaking on the phone to people, but you got to figure something out. You either call or you email, but you have to contact them. And if you don't want to do it, you're nervous about that. Talk to your family, get them involved. Someone has to say something like we have to make our voices heard. And also I want to add with the countable app, it also teaches you about what A lot of these executive orders mean like it it dives into all of the political news of the week and it explains what all the different things mean so if, if an amendment is up for vote or a bill is up for a vote like it will tell you in plain english what that piece of legislation is supposed to do or what is the point of that legislation is and as we already mentioned based on the location that you input usually based on your zip code it will tell you right in the beginning, who your representatives are. i will show you their name and their picture so that you're able to be completely informed and it's constantly updated. So, and it's for both iOS and Android. So definitely download Countable.
1: Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
3: Word and just make your voice heard for real, for real. Like we said earlier, you know, you create things by creating, by getting out there and doing things and you can create change the same way. And that's another thing. It's like we you know, we've been happy and complacent because we had Obama in office and we've forgotten what, you know, the reality of America is. And so now it's time, you know, like Obama always said, I'm not the person who's going to make the change. You are. You know, just because his platform was changed, that meant that we have to make changes. So right now is the time. So, you know, get out there and do it, man. Do it. Do it.
2: Yes. Do that for me. Do that for, for me in my birthday month.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: And that right. is the end of tech news. All right.
3: Thank you very much. You know, something we should have talked about earlier, you know, really probably for real is. The new Star Wars, you know, has finally. Oh, yes. The name. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. The Last Jedi.
3: Yes. Yes. I mean, like I said on Twitter, man, they could have all called it Star Wars one more again. And I would have been, you know, <laughs> oh, oh, my God, it's called Star Wars one more again. You know, so I, it I'm really not going lo- to me.
2: I'm not going to lie, now that I'm a huge, like, a real Star Wars fan now, I'm Mm -hmm. right with you. They could have named it any fucking thing, and I would have been like, yep, I'm there.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, I still think, like, the Phantom Menace is one of the illest names ever. I remember when they announced that, and I was just like, oh, what? What's the Phantom Menace, you know? And then Attack of the Clones, I was hyped for because I thought, you know, the Clone Wars would be sick. And then, you know, Revenge of the Sith is like, come on, that's fire. And and speaking of that, a lot of people have been talking about why is the logo of The Last Jedi in red compared to the usual blue. And the thing is that the logo has been red before. Return of the Jedi was originally supposed to be titled Revenge of the Jedi. And there's even posters and the logos out there. You can Google it and see it where it's Revenge of the Jedi. But even when it's returned, it's still in red. And in Revenge of the Sith, the logo is in red. So people are assuming because of that, The Last Jedi is going to be, you know, one of the darker films. And, you know, they've already said before that it's going to be very dark in tone in general. And, you know, more akin to Empire Strikes Back than, Mm. you know, the original Star Wars. But I'm just hoping that, they don't go the same route, and I have full confidence. Actually, I'm not even hoping. I have full confidence that they're not going to go the same route that they did with Force Awakens, where they kind of retread story plot lines and all that stuff. I think this is going to be completely different. And yeah, they, yeah, go ahead.
2: They they've been there than that. That that is one thing that that they do really don't need to do. There's no reason to do a lot of fan service or any fan service really for that matter i'm waiting for the new story the Mm -hmm. new stuff the new part of the universe the universe is is quite literally wide open now so they can do whatever the hell they want that's new and innovative Mm -hmm. see new innovation you can do that
3: you really can and you know they they (laughs) did it they did it to an extent with rogue one you know i think that was a very good look at what the star wars universe can do and they've done it before with clone wars and with rebels now so the time is now and i just have faith in the director i have faith in the cast so we can't wait and i can't believe man that's later on this year like man yeah. so crazy like I, you know I, it,
2: december december 2017 right december 17th is that yeah, correct yeah
3: that's so crazy it's just there's so much stuff that i'm anticipating right now this year like guardians of the galaxy 2 and, you know, Wonder Woman, and it's just like you're already looking forward to Black Panther next year in February, and you forget Star Wars as well. Like, man, it's popping. Mm-hmm. And you know what?
2: I'm sorry, and let me amend that. December 15th,
3: okay, 2017. Yes. Get it right. Get it right. You know, we'll be there, you know, of course, representing. I mean, like I said, it could have been Star Wars one more game, and I would have been all in the house. And something else that I'm always in the house for is comics. I count. All right. Can't. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was different. Yeah, that was new. Today, I picked up Doom Patrol by Gerard Way. Is that how you say that? It's so crazy. I never know how to pronounce my, name, my name's name. And, you know, he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Ger- Gerard Way is the lead singer and, you know, songwriter, musician, creator of The band My Chemical Romance. I mean, yeah, you
2: said his name right.
3: Yeah, okay. Everybody knows who he is. You know, My Chemical Romance, huge. And he's also a comic book author. He's written a couple of joints The True Lies or The Fabulous Killjoys and the Eisner Award winning book, The Umbrella Academy. And I've never read any of his stuff. I knew he won the awards, but, you know, I thought he was just, you know, a dude writing comics who got to write comics because he was a, you know, giant star. But I picked up Doom Patrol number four today because from DC, just because I used to love Doom Patrol. If you've never read the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol series, it is one of the weirdest, most out there, most insane, most just greatest comic books ever. It's very super trippy and super ill. And so I loved Doom Patrol for a long time, and I picked up issue four today. I have no idea what was going on in that joint because it is super trippy and super ill as well, and I'm loving it. So, Mm. yeah, I'm loving it. This, like, I got to go back and get one, two, three. This might turn into one of those books like Vision where I'm like, yo, go read this joint. But it's on a completely different division. It's just, it's weird and nuts. There was a talking ambulance. There was a robot girl. There is a trip to the negative world with a negative God. There's a lot of stuff going on in this one issue, and I loved it right away. Doom Patrol by Gerard Way. Like, that's the thing. DC and Marvel, like, their biggest stuff, like the Inhumans versus X-Men dropped this week in trash. But, you know, then they also have a book, Hulk, by the author Mariko Tamaki. And Mariko is a young adult novelist she's written a bunch of big hits in that world and recently she started writing for um dc and marvel and the new hulk series follows she hulk but it's just titled hulk and this oh, issue, oh that's
2: what's
1: up
3: yeah and this issue is really weird to me because it was like it was just following her as jennifer walters the lawyer and when I first jumped through it, I didn't see Hulk at all. I mean, her She-Hulk person at all. And I was like, okay, what's this about? But then when I read it, it's more about her as a lawyer and her trying to keep the Hulk inside her because it's a raging monster. And she's dealing mm-hmm. with the fact that Bruce Banner, you know, her cousin was killed recently in the Civil War Two in Marvel. So she's dealing with the stress of that and of missing him and her cousin being known as a villain. And her having this Hulk inside her, which seems to be really going more Hulk instead of just the She-Hulk where she can control it and still be smart and making jokes. And more of like a Hulk, you know, inside her. So, I d- get you. Yeah, no, very ill book. Like, Doom Patrol and Hulk this week are my two picks. And they're. I'm always talking about buy independent comics, but they're from, you know, DC and Marvel. And they're just both excellent, excellent books. So, definitely check that out. And speaking of video, we were talking about that earlier. But very soon, I'm going to be dropping comments I copped on our YouTube channel. You know, just giving you a little preview of what to cop for the week. You know, what I've been reading. You know, old trades I've been reading. All kinds of different stuff. So, look out for that very soon. And like I always say, subscribe. YouTube.com slash TV. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Word uh-huh. life. Yeah. Oh, man. Also, in some comic-related TV news, the Cloak and Dagger Mm -hmm. cast is potentially out there. And I'm not really sure about their casting for Cloak.
2: Well, see, okay, this is something, this is one of those titles that I don't have any backstory understanding on. Yep. So, but I'm looking at this, Uh and what are you, okay, (laughs) who are they looking for as for Cloak?
3: They're actually looking for, they are, well, they're saying, I mean, the rumor, whatever, the word on the street is that it is, what is his name, Noah?
2: Noah Gray uh, KB.
3: Yeah, who most people know as the little boy in Heroes, but he's grown up since then, done a few joints since then, whatever. And I just don't know. I think he was a good-ass actor in Heroes, so we'll see if he can pull it off. But Cloak and Dagger is a really dark series about two kids who... Were basically runaway drug addicts, I think. And damn, they, yeah, it's it was you know it's the eighties when it came out, and it was like very 80-ish. And some people called it damn. racist because cloak is dark and dagger is this white good light, you know. And there's and you know he's like filled it's, with it's darkness. A
2: guy, it's a guy and a woman, right?
3: Yeah, and and the black dude is cloak, and the white woman, the blonde haired white blue eyed white woman, is dagger. So.
1: Uh.
3: And they're a team, but Cloak is, like, fighting the darkness within him, you know, while Dagger oh. is the white light. Oh. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Hide yeah. so, your kids,
2: hide your wife. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the racist is here. And it was um, it was interesting. Like, it, it I liked the series back in the day, but I can see why people are like, mm-hmm. And there's some things that, you know, just might not translate to 2017. So we'll see how they handle it.
2: Yeah. I'm the girl may have... The girl yeah. that they're guessing that's being cast as Dagger, she's cute. Uh, Debbie Ryan. Yeah.
3: I mean, I can see her. I mean, it's it's more Cloak I'm concerned with because I really like yeah. the character of Cloak. They have some really... But- yeah, go ahead.
2: But do you think they're going to... I think they're going to be smart and not play it out the way it was traditionally in the book. Because if you're saying traditionally, they kind of went that whole racist route. <laughs>
1: like, don't you
2: think they
3: to... I mean, they went racist, <laughs> Don't you think they're going to they redo it? Addicts, they went like runaways. It was dark. You yeah.
2: Know? But, I mean, well, the runaways part they probably keep. But I mean, the yeah. whole obvious stereotype stuff, you, don't you think they're going to write that?
3: I don't know different? how to get around it because it's kind of Cloak's powers. Like Cloak is connected to a dark dimension that he takes people into, which is like completely black and dark and filled with monsters, and it steers the living life out of them. And then, you know, he she don't
2: do not she don't do dark stuff. She just do. No, light she's stuff. all
3: light. She's all light and energy uh. and casting these daggers of light, and they like find your purity of heart or some mess. It's yeah,
2: yeah. So the black man going to mortar. I get it.
3: <laughs> the black men are in mordor that's the problem so yeah oh boy, oh, boy. yeah well we'll see what happens with cloak and dagger yeah. it you know we'll see you know.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and some something that i mentioned a few episodes ago when we were talking about um Snequa uh martin Snequa martin green who is played sasha on the walking dead and the fact that she's going to be the lead in the Star Trek Discovery series. Well, there is, remember, you were laughing, like, oh, harsh character are going to die. But there is further evidence, um, and really just a statement that she's staying on The Walking Dead. So she's not going to die, at least anytime soon. Because um, it was actually told by, I think one of the writers had mentioned that um, she's not going anywhere, that uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, the actress herself, that, you know, she can do anything. Like, she can fulfill her both duties at the same time. She's not going to be... She's not going to have a uh, problem with it. Actually, the showrunner said this. So, according to him, nothing's changing.
3: Mm. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. But, you know, that could change at any moment. Especially yeah, on a true. show like The Walking Dead. Like, come on. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Please. I don't see them killing her anytime soon, though, either. Her character really hasn't, like, finished her story You know, they have to... They they usually are good about that with their characters. Unless it's just a random person on there. You know, they usually at least... Like Abraham? Well, (laughs) Abraham had he kind of, well, I mean, he'd broken up with, well, no, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, Glenn, uh, yeah, not ready for
2: Ah, huh.
3: You a little kid on the way. Mm-hmm, about
2: that. E-ha-y. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah it didn't fit that word. <laughs> that didn't work, did it? <laughs>
3: uh, maybe not. Maybe not. So yeah, Um. yeah, you know, hold on to that Star Trek gig for real. Because... <laughs> 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 Your chances are much better on that one. <laughs> oh shit oh man yeah also real quick i want to give a big shout out and you know everyone who's been hitting us up about joining the fam bros you know luminaries we need more of y'all we're looking for someone who knows how to run this internet game these internet streets out here you know if you know your way specifically how Specifically on the social media aspect, you know, if you know how to make the dope memes, you know, if you got witty commentary for TV shows, you know, films, anything, news, all that good stuff. If you, you know, know how the Fan Bros show brand is already rolling, then hit us up. Contact at com. You know, shoot us a quick note. Let us know why, you know, you deserve this exalted position.
2: hmm you know.
3: Yes. Join the Fanbro Show Circle of Trust. You know, look what it did for Bradford Young.
2: Wow. <laughs> he about to get that Oscar,
3: yo. Oh, man. H-U in the house. Yeah. And, man, you know, we do got to, you know, send some real, you know, somber, rest in power shout outs. You know, 2017 is already trying to take the crown from 2016 and you know big shout outs to world stars q the creator of world star hip-hop oh yes who you know one way or the other definitely created his very own industry and you know has left behind a legacy that will you know outlive him for a long time because what
2: world World star is one of the places that are responsible for changing the trajectory of the internet Mm -hmm. and 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 while not by itself, but it has been an incredibly huge part of the trajectory of video Mm -hmm. and social sharing and things like that. So and it's still going strong.
3: Very much so. And also a bid, you know, rest in power to the legend herself, Mary Tyler Mm. Moore, who passed Mm -hmm. away today at the age of 80. She was 80. Yeah, from complications from pneumonia. And man, that's big to me, and I know to my mom in particular because I grew up with her watching reruns of Mary Tyler Moore on late night TV when they show reruns, or when I think more like when I was sick from school. And you know, like she's, I mean, a legend. You know, one of the funniest women. You know, one of the funniest people ever. And it's just something to me because I just grew up watching her, and I had no idea that it was strange that she was a single woman working, you know, and being a boss in her own right, and like, a precursor to shows like Murphy Brown to pretty much so many things in TV now. And I had no idea that, you know, strong women didn't work. I just thought that was, you know, how it was. So, mm. yeah, like, big respect and love to Mary Tyler Moore. You know, you definitely were just a legend and just, I mean, there's, there's no words. Yeah.
2: And a, a Brooklynite as well.
3: Oh, wow. You know, I mean, <laughs> you could tell in the way she walked. Swag. <laughs> All right. And as everyone has been asking us, and I know we keep saying it's coming back, you know, but very soon we will have a new version of Chico's pick of the week. We know you've been, you know, wondering what to watch. We hope you've been live tweeting along with us at Fambro Show on Twitter, you know, when we're talking about all these different things. But you know, we've been promising it and it will return soon enough. Shout outs to the Chico Leo on Twitter as always, you know, mm-hmm. over at Stream Squad doing big things over there with them. You know, But, yeah, we're going to bring that pick of the wheat back one way or the other. It's coming soon.
2: That's what's up. And, as always, make sure you are subscribed to us. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music. We're also on iHeartRadio. Any podcast aggregator out there, you are going to find Fan Bro Show. And, in addition, you're going to find all of our other shows – Big ups to Outlaw Bars, our anime show, big ups to Slam Bros for wrestling, and, of course, the Scream Squad for horror. As I mentioned, please make sure you are subscribed to our show. Spread the word. Spread the love. And if you want dope geek or gamer gear, make sure you get your Loot Crate subscription. Go to lootcrate.com slash fanbros and use the code Fanbros to get a discount on your Loot Crate subscription. That's it. That's it, my brother.
3: Damn, man. You know, I was figuring we could just start the whole show over.
2: Nah, 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 nah. I got this grape soda I need to finish. Cheese eggs and watch (laughs) this (laughs) grape.
3: Sad pros.